¡Órale! ¡Sí, Oh, bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFP Podcast. We are in vivo. Estamos en vivo, primos. ¿Cómo estamos, boys? Yeah, baby. Good. Ready. My Feel voice good? is a little hoarse. If you can, if you can notice my voice is a little hoarse. I, uh, I had my birthday party on Saturday and, you know, that got a little bit loud. So I lost my voice Sunday morning. I had like hardly any voice. And then Monday we went to the Dodger game at Petco in San Diego Did some more yelling there, so I'm just kind of barely kind of recovering my voice. So hope I'm coming through okay. <laughs> you lost your voice at the Dodger game? I heard there's a lot of losing going on there, so hey. I hate you. I know, but, but, well, now, now, now you start on this. Now oh, you start yeah. on this. Ah, primo. Okay, I see how it, I, now it's convenient. Now that you're... Now that now that you're up north and Los Gigantes are in first place, you know that that that's that's temporarily. Where, where were you the last five years? You're <laughs> first, you're last. That's right. <laughs> ay, Dios mío, ay, Dios mío. Well, hey, everybody, uh, it's a it's it's a packed house. Uh, Primo Ricky uh, couldn't make it, but Nico, you're uh, you're 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 back Pinch at hitter. it. Como estamos, primo? <laughs> you uh, you know came out came in off the IL left off the one eye injured list. Well, to tell you the truth, and not you know to kind of catch up on things, I was supposed to go into surgery yesterday, and the doctor said, "Oh, you know what? I kind of misdiagnosed from the Zoom call. I thought it was this, but it wasn't that. So it ended up being nothing big. I mean, it was going to be a simple surgery to remove a, uh, uh, I forgot, it was like a fatty cyst. He goes, no, nah, that, that's not quite what we thought. So you're good, you know. And I'm like, oh, you couldn't have looked at me three hours ago while I was sitting here, but." Uh, <laughs> anyway. Are you losing story, sleep? Worried about your surgery? Yeah, so and I think my mom thinks it's her with the rosary. You know, Mijo, I pray that you don't have to go to the surgery. So, you know, here we are, you know. Veladoras, once again, veladoras come through, man. The yeah, veladora so, works. The so veladora works. works. I'm not a big fan of telemedicine, just so you guys know. So. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with Clearly. you, Primo. Well, every. Well, everybody, you could find us on Twitter and Instagram at Familia FFB, and you can find me at Jorge Martin Seventeen. Heck, where are they finding you? At what the heck, right there? It says right here, right? Right there, and Nicolas Vegas, and we got Nicolas Vegas in the house. So, and and don't forget to find our original content at familyffb.com. So, Hector, you touched on it a little bit. It was so cool to be able to celebrate your day. To the El Dia de Tu Santo. Yeah, man. Familia get together for the first time. Oh, yeah, man. It was like it was like a coming out. You know what I mean? Like it was like a breakout party. Like and and my, started out the mañanitas in the morning. You know, my mom like called me up. I you know I you know I'm like hello. And it's like mañanitas with a record player. Like first thing. Like you know what I mean? Just like after every freaking <laughs> birthday, is, it's like the same. So it's really really cool. But yeah, like you said, it was the first big party we were able to have after you know the pandemic so it was like kind of nice to really get back back at it and party like like we had back in the days you know way back way back then before the pandemic it was, it was pretty cool and it was cool the way everybody just kind of fell back into the the whole thing nico sorry exactly. you couldn't make it exactly. but it's it was kind of a far drive but it would have been worth like it like riding a bike man like that's like riding a bike like i missed the dodger game in san diego i missed fourth of july i missed all this stuff so I, I just kind of bugged out, but hey, uh, heck, did you blow out the candles? I hear that's going to be a thing of the past. No, I, I use it. Yeah, you, you got. I still got to You fan it with like a, a paper plate and just fan the candles. So you know, you don't want to blow candles out. Not quite yet, man. <laughs> uh, first of all, oh, yeah, yeah. and then now you're going to have no blowing out candles. It's 
You know, no more. Really yeah, candles—that's crazy. Me changing up, me changing, you know, customs up a little bit. <laughs> well, hey, uh, you know, one, it, it was really cool, and I got to tell you, I mean, being—I mean, it just felt like everything was normal again. And it was it was just right. so good. Just I mean, just great to see all the familia. And it, it, you know, and Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. man, it was it, it was such a good time, such a good time for me. It was the it was a great time because my daughters were there, and I had a you know my oldest daughter was able to be our designated driver. So muchas gracias, Solanita. And that was uh, yeah, <laughs> buddy. That's the way. That was a lot of fun. And uh, Primo Manny is uh, was was uh, making sure to take bartending. care of all of us on the on yes, the bartending. Yes, so sir. it was good times. It was good times. Good times. Oh my goodness. It, oh, it was you had really fun, good man. Time. That was cool. No, it was it, it was it was fun. It, it was fun. It felt normal and just oh, right. Just that so, was it. So it felt good. Normal again. Yeah. So it's good. Like child labor. Everything was great. You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, what, what is it? What is it about Mexican families? You know what? If you if you need another another hand on the farm, you just have another kid. You know, you got to love that. There you go. There you go, man. There you go. <laughs> Oh man! Well, uh, you know, one more time, primos. Cheers, cheers for uh, cheer, cheers to familia being back together again and and, oh, yeah. and being like old time. Salud, salud, salud. Um, so let's get into some cheese man. Cheese man. So uh, hey, you know what? First off, just a, uh, a really cool, really cool thing was Carl Nassib from the Raiders. This week, he came out as gay. And and it, it was just, you know what? I love that there was so much positive energy toward him. People yeah. were coming out. Even the Raider owner was coming out, Mark Davis, and just saying, you know, nothing but positivity. Sending, you know, it's sure, it's a courageous sure. thing to be first in a sport. Jason Collins did it in the NBA. Obviously, we know from the baseball side, Jackie Robinson, what he had to do. It was, it's obviously different breaking the color barrier than than this. But you know what? It, it, Hopefully the positivity keeps coming. He's living his truth, and actually, I hope he has a big year. And and just I, I don't know if uh, any you know any hard knocks watchers out there, but he was kind of like one of the you know one of the stars of hard knocks. I think it was two or three. It was uh, Baker Mayfield's rookie year, so I think it was three years mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was the guy who was the financial planner. Uh, had the great, great advice there. So uh, again, hopefully, he makes a. He has a great year. Makes a lot of money. And hey, you know what? Makes it easier for the next people to come through. So sure, Carl, yeah, that's good for salud. Yep. salud, 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 salud. Um, so we got another one. Uh, I don't know if you guys got to see the agility drills that Saquon Barkley was doing. Uh, mm -mm. I haven't seen it just yet. I Dios mio, he looked like he had not had surgery six months ago. Or what was like it? Adrian he, Peterson uh, style? Like Adrian Peterson like style? Adrian like coming Peterson back style. like it never happened? And you want to know something, our buen amigo Edwin Porras, I know we always call him out here, but hey, we call him out because he's that good. Uh, and, and he was pointing out that by the time opening day comes at the beginning, you know, in September, it will have been 10 months and change since, uh, since his surgery. That okay. will be two, two months more time, more recovery time than what Adrian Peterson had. And Adrian Peterson was oh. three years older than, than, uh, Saquon. than Saquon Barkley. So, uh, you know, 
Obviously, Ooh. it's not saying that he's going to come in and the offensive line still has a block for him. Daniel Jones still has to have a decent enough year to make sure to get the ball to him. But right. Primo's, you know, I, I advise you to look at that that hype video because it was on, baby. It was on. He was. Oh, that's great. It, it, no, it I'm happy. Great. I can't. I can't wait to see him. And what's his, do, do you happen to have his ADP? I, I know we talked about. You know, I do have it right injury, here. Like, as a matter of fact, he is going off as uh, as number five pick. Okay. Number five overall. So it, it's right. going McCaff- according to Pro- Fantasy Football Calculator. It goes CMC, Delvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, and Saquon Barkley. So okay. right ahead is Zeke and Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor. So vamos a ver. It it's, right. uh, yeah. it's uh, you know, I'm still a little worried about that offensive line, and I'm hopeful that Daniel that Danny Dimes comes through. But uh, seriously, let's let, let, you know, I I. I you know, I'm going to have a top four pick. He, if I get that number four pick in our Familia draft, he might be the guy that I take at that point. So Saquon, if he hasn't huh? already, yeah. So he might yeah. be. He might I, be. I wrote that last year, man. I t- picked him number three, and we all know how that worked out. But we all know how that worked out. The trophy's somewhere here. I should do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. in the back. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. You got to work on work. Well, no, thank, we'll thank, thanks, thanks, man. Man. We're on, we're on, man. Yeah, you know, your decoration you know, right there. We let you win. We let you have Josh Allen and uh, and Stefan Diggs in the fifth and exactly. sixth. Exactly, so that's him. that's what happened. We we gave we gave that we to you, Primo. You know, this this yeah. year you got to sh- this year you got to be at the draft so that uh, so that we're not picking your guys for you. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> right. Otherwise, we're gonna, we're we're just in an auto draft. Auto draft if you're not there. That's it. <laughs> so. Another bit of, another kicker. That's four kickers in a row. What's happening? <laughs> so we I don't got know. another that's bit of weird, kick. right? Another bit of cheese, man. Vic Tafer of The Athletic has said that uh, Darren Wall, you know, he came out uh, talking about the fact that Darren Waller uh, reported that Darren Waller is going to top the 1,196 yards that he had last year as he continues to get better. You know, pointing out that Henry Ruggs, you guys have been here talking about me having, you know, Henry Ruggs being like that, you know, that that double digit round flyer to, to grab. He is stretching the field, which is going to leave the middle wide open for Darren Waller. Nico, you know, you love you love to talk about Kittle down the middle. Waller, the baller. I'm, I, 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 right underneath. He's gonna. It's, it's, it's gonna be on. So, you know, does he, does he end up having a season that gets close to Travis Kelsey? I mean, he's got to score about ten touchdowns to do that. But uh, I'm fired up about this guy. This is one of the guys that I'm targeting in any tight end leagues, uh, any leagues with tight ends. Um, because the fact that just with him being that good, you know, that good, and it's it's a big jump from him and Kittle to T.J. Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts and and, and those right. other, and uh, and and Mark Andrews. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll, we'll see. I don't know who who like Nico? Nico, you're uh, you know the the Raiders the Raiders left you up there, but uh, Darren Waller, Kedisis, Kedisis, you're. I think um, the problem is with him, and he was, in, you know, if anyone, if you did draft teams were paying any attention to him, he was hit or miss. He could have 100 yards easier. He could have, like, two catches. And the problem was the quarterback. You need to have it. I mean, if you put Aaron Rodgers over there in the Raiders, this guy would kill it because he would love it. Or, you know, or Brady, or somebody loves to use their tight ends, that, you know, that would, that would be perfect. I just – it's just so inconsistent over there. I don't know what he'll do. I mean, and, again, he dropped a lot of passes. You know, when it's a couple games and stuff, but I think his hands are, you know, he's got more stick on there, so he's ready to go and catch all these balls. But yeah, good thing I, he's not a pitcher. Good thing he's not a pitcher, man. They'll be checking him. Exactly. Him. But no, I think 
he'll do a thousand yards easy. So I think he's going to get a thousand yards. Uh, I mean, the the thing that Carr Car loves throwing to him. And he's he such a, and he's such a big target. Um, he finished so strong last year. There was a point; it was probably about week eleven or twelve, where uh, Kelsey was averaging six points a game, fantasy points per game, more than Waller, who was the, the tight end too at that point. And mm-hmm. then, and then Waller had a big finish. He had that big two hundred yard game. I think it was on Thursday night football against somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. I think might have, I think I think it was against Denver or the Chargers. One of the one of the two of them. Uh, but he had just a monster game, and I think that kind of helped close the gap a little bit. Uh, but uh, not as consistent as Kelsey. But I think he's. I, I I'm. I still have Kittle ranked ahead of him. Uh, but I the gap is closing for me. When, you know, and when it comes to ranking, I I may want to you know if I'm leaving the second round, and I've got a league with a tight end, a 14 team league, I want to leave the second round with but with either Kelsey Kittle or Waller because I don't think they're coming back to me in the third round. I don't. What, what, what do defenses do? Do defenses keen on Waller? I mean, because obviously, I think you know last year defenses were still keen on Rugs, like oh Rugs is going to be a threat. But I think as as you know now that the season has ended, it's pretty clear that. You know, Ruggs just could he just hasn't done it. He just hasn't been that guy. So now that it's pretty clear that Waller is the guy over there in, in, in Raiderland, I mean, our defense is going to start keying on him and putting their number one DB on, on Waller, maybe to, sh- to try to shut him down. And does that have any impact? They're, they're probably going to do a multiple, you know, they're, they're probably going to have multiple guys on him. I don't think they'll have a top yeah. DB because you got to stay, you got to make sure to, if, if Ruggs and Brian Edwards are for real, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know what? What do I talk about with year two with guys? The jump so off. When, yeah, <laughs> so when so and rugs is rugs is getting a lot of you know our our when amigo Vinny Bonsignori said you know it's kind of like a you know it's kind of like a put up or shut up year for rugs and to a lesser extent Brian Edwards, but right. uh, I'm looking at the fact that uh, I, if they open up the middle of the field for for Darren Waller and to a lesser extent Kenyon Drake and also you got J- Josh Jacobs and Drake with the running game. It's a diverse enough offense, and uh, Derek Carr is is a good is a good quarterback who still likes to you know who who favors Waller. Waller is going to be the number one guy, so they might double yeah. team him, but I don't think. But uh, it's it's going to be tough, and that, if they double team him, that's going to leave one of those wideouts. And don't forget John Brown's there too, and he had a bit, he had a he was good when he was on the field with the Bills last year. So yeah. it's Waller, it's going to be Waller's getting double teamed. He was still catching it. I mean Waller's yeah. just yeah. Waller, right? He's like six, six, green eggs and ham. Yeah. Yeah, The only guys, the only guys who are as big as Darren Waller are like, you know, defensive linemen, uh, you know, defensive ends who are rushing the passer. And so they're not going to be, they're not going to be sticking him. And, you know, you put a six foot guy on, you put a six foot safety on, on Waller. It's still, it's still a huge mismatch. So, you know, he's, that's, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. And the Raiders DBs are not going to be that good. So there's going to have to throw a lot to keep, keep up. So yeah. uh, keeping keeping things going a little bit, Gerald Everett is getting some love from coach head coach Pete Carroll. You know, he's saying he's going to be a real threat in the throwing game this season. And, you know, there's reasons to think that uh, Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator, was with the Rams last year. So he's the he's the new OC with the with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, just the thing that 
I, you know, say, I, I don't know if I'm buying it with care, you know, with what Pete Carroll is saying, uh, not, right. no, uh, Pete Carroll, he's a good hype machine. He's a good hype man. He, he may, he'd be a great PR guy. He'd, of course. But, yes. Uh, but, uh, and plus, uh, you know, are you really, are we really looking at Gerald Everett to be much of a, much of a threat with, uh, Metcalf? In, in where, where you got Metcalf there and you got Tyler Lockett there, you know, say, I, I mean, Metcalf is already practically a tight end. You know, he's kind of like a Kyle Pitts-ish kind of build. I mean, the guy's just a, just, he's just a beast, but he's faster, and he can, can he, and he can leap out the building. And so, you know what I mean? I mean, as far as Russell Wilson's progressions go, I mean, I'm sure Gerald Everett will be obviously third. You know, I can't imagine, you know, Russell Wilson not looking at either DK or Tyler first and second, you know, as, he, as he's running his offense. So, I, I, I mean, not, yeah, like you said, Pete Carroll is – He's a hype man, you know. He's a, you know, he's a believable too. You hear him, and you're like, yeah, you know what, Pete Carroll, you know, like, he, he's he's just he he comes off as honest and genuine, but you know, he's also like strategic, you know, as all head coaches are when they put out statements like this, as we've talked about before. So, oh yeah, and, and, yeah. I mean, you know, tight end Gerald Everett, you know, wide receiver DK Metcalf. I mean, how big of a difference really is there as far as size goes, and you know, the size of a target? And ha has Russell Wilson actually been? you know, tight end dependent through his career. I mean, I can't really remember him, uh, you know, Percy Harvin, Doug Baldwin. I mean, he's, he's, he's relied on, on the receiver core. I, I mean, Jimmy Graham was there in Seattle recently, and I don't really remember anything big happening with Jimmy Grant, with Jimmy Not Graham and production. Right. So I don't no. think Russell Wilson's a, a tight end throwing quarterback. So I, I don't, you know, whatever Pete Carroll, that's cool that he said it. I, I'm not, I'm not buying it. Uh, you know, the, the thing with him is uh yeah i and and as we see our friends at, at the sports me app gracias me gracias mis amigos uh salud salud they just said dk all day all day all DK day all and day. i think i think he's you know he's looking at yeah I, I, he's coming in i think there i think gerald everett would be lucky to get like four or five targets a game uh, maybe just to you know, kind of underneath. If if for some reason DK's ca DK's right, covered, right, but, right. Um, he slips and falls. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> well, let's yeah. get into our let's get into our last bit of cheese, uh, uh Adam Johns of the Athletic. Uh, shout out to the Athletic. He said that the Bears expect David Montgomery to surpass his 2020 rushing numbers. He went 1,070 yards rushing yards in the season. He was also really, you know, he was a lead caballo on that one. And, you know, and he was, he had 54 receptions on the season. Nico, I don't have to tell you what he did. Cause he, he helped, he helped win you that championship. Primo. Yeah, he did. He was a, he was a late bloomer. Like all my guys. I mean, he was, I was thinking about dropping and trading him or something, but he was terrible from about week four through 10. And then I was like, you know, what's going to happen. And sure enough, he just, he woke up. For sure. <laughs> he got, he, he got, he, yeah, he got enchilado. And uh, the interesting thing is, you know, when, you know, and just listening to, you know, other people in the fantasy industry already and podcasters and articles and everything like that, people are really starting to downplay David Montgomery a little bit. And, you know, the thing is he did it and it's partly because they got Tariq Cohen coming back from ACL surgery and he's oh. very big in the run, in the passing game. And there was also, uh, da uh, Damian Williams. But to me, the thing is, I I'm just, I I'm not ready to give up on him. He's going number 37. 
I don't know if I want to pass him up. I think he's, I, I think he's a guy who could be, who could help teams late in the, late in the draft. So sure. uh, at, at that point, if you want to go zero running back or, you know, kind of like get, get a, get a receiver too early, uh, I might take, I'm, I'm going to take my chance on him because I want to be a little contrarian. I still think he's going to get a lot of carries. Maybe he's not going to get that many targets, but um I, I think, too, you know, a guy is getting 250 carries in a season uh, and he ran with such aggressiveness last year. I, I I'm I, I'm not fading him. And right, so no. I, I'm just not fading him. So let's get into who we are fading. And dun, so dun, dun. Uh, Primo's, Primo's, I put I put together a little list of six guys. And, you know, it's, you know, we've got excitement building for the coming season. You know, fantasy football yes. fans are starting to perk up. They're starting to pay attention a little bit more. Our, our views are starting to come up a little bit more. The hype is getting real. And you know what that means? That means some guys are going to get overrated. Overrated. <laughs> so it's, you know, there's some guys who are going to be overhyped, uh, already being overhyped. And nobody's played a game in six months. So it's just, it's just incredible. So uh, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, I, I look at the fact that, you know, there's, there's so many good, there's so many good guys out there and I, you know, and, and there's so many guys that are just being expensive, uh, honestly, that I just, I, I don't know if I love where they're being drafted, not guys that I think are going to suck, but I just think that where they're going off, uh, on ADP again, it's fantasy football calculator that we're right, using. Right. So uh, we just don't love where you know we we don't hate the player. We don't we just hate where. Well, actually, Ricky sometimes hates the player. So and he makes Ricky, <laughs> Ricky very often hates the player. Yeah, hate the game, not the player. Come on. Yeah, exactly. So That's right. That's right. Uh, primo Ricky, salud. Uh, so I, I'm looking at this. Uh, you know, we looked at this. I. I I initially had Cam Akers on there, but I put a Rams shirt on, so I changed it out. Uh, yeah, you can't but, have that. And I, I, I don't think he's overrated either. Cam Akers, man, I think that's, that's you know that's, that was the thing. I started off thinking he's not he's not going to be you know he was going to going too high because the hype is real with him. He's probably one of the highest, but you know I keep looking at the fact that how many targets that DeAndre Swift had last year. And uh, I just think and and Sean McVay likes to have a lead caballo. So uh, I think Daryl Henderson is mm -hmm. still going to get some some carries, but uh, I'm not ready to say that that Cam Akers is 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 going to be going too late. I would love to have him be a guy I get, you know, I where I go maybe go receiver or get like a good running back at the end of the first round, and I come back with uh, with Cam Akers early in the second round. I'd love that. Right. right now he's going about early in the second round, but I I'm worried that his hype is going to take him into the first round of 12 team leagues. So I, I, in fact, uh, I will say this right now, when we have our familia draft, uh, at Primo Manny's Manny and, Ro and Prima Rosie's house, that he's going to go at the end of the first round. So I, I wouldn't, we got enough Ram fans that it's going to happen, but there's one guy. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Our leadoff hitter in this one is, uh, el, 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 el primero, el numero uno is Miles Sanders. He's going number thirty-one right now, uh, number three, the third number, third round, number si the number six pick. You know, I, yeah, there's a lot of red flags with him for me. You know, it's he, now he missed time with a hammy last year, 
So I want to make sure I'm going to keep an eye on his health in training. Always, that's, all, that's always, yeah, that's always, the hammy's always dicey, man. You always got to keep an eye on that. I want to make sure that he's okay. Um, it's a new coaching staff and it's a running quarterback with Jalen Hurts, who we're going to talk about in a minute. So it, it sometimes means fewer opportunities. And, you know, you also got guys like Carrion Johnson, Jordan Howard, and Kenneth Gainwell, who are also in the running back room. You know, anybody worried? Anybody? Hector, you worried? Do you like them? Do you not like them? Estoy loco? What do you think? You're crazy. Dígame, dígame. Estoy I mean, loco. I, see, I, I'm a, I love it. I'm a fan of the Within her, that um, it's going to be a little, a little bit of of it's going to be some regression there. I think with Miles Sanders, I think Jalen Hurts is going to show out a little bit. He's going to want to, you know, put his stamp, you know, as as you know the the Eagles quarterback and want to show what he can do. And you know how you know you had Josh Allen, and you had Lamar Jackson. These guys showing what they can do as far as their legs go. I think Jalen Hurts. This year is going to want to show off a little bit, you know, what he can do. Because I think all running quarterbacks want to do that. They want to score, you know, rushing touchdowns a game. You know, they want to show that they're versatile, that they have, that they're, you know, multi-talented and, you know, multi-tool players. So um, I think that may have some impact on Miles Sanders this year. Oh, Primo, you, uh, Primo Nico, you had Sanders two yeah, years ago, right? Or, uh, no, I had him last year. I mean, oh, that's right. You had him last year. No, he almost torpedoed great. you early. Yeah, early, and then he kind of came on at the, after week 11. You know, it was one of those things. The only reason I got in is because my sleepers, you know, I wrote them, you know, letters and said, you know, if you could pretty, pretty, pretty run and score points, I'd really, really appreciate it. And so that must have worked, you know. You know, sugar instead of vinegar. Is that, is that the term, you know? <laughs> Something like that. If you say pretty please, if you say pretty please enough times. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing with him is he had 236 rushing yards in the three games with Jalen Hurts behind the court as the quarterback. Now, 82 of those yards were on one run against the Saints. So, you know, it was the 82 <laughs> yard re- touchdown run. I think that that vaulted you into the into the semifinals, Nico. Um, but I mean, so you know, you take away that 82 yards, that's 150 yards over three games. So that's like 50 yards a game. And that's not a thousand yards. That's not a thousand yards. So here's right. some guys that um, are you taking Miles Sanders ahead of Josh Jacobs, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Najee Harris, whom I love. Yeah. Uh, Montgomery's going later. Car- Chris Carson. I mean, I, what, what what do you think? Are, are you guys are, are you are you genuinely going to take him ahead of those some of those names? Maybe so. Nicole, what do you I think? No, man. I, I just the problem with this is, and it's it's not that he was a great running back, but I think it happened like Adrian Peterson because when I grew up, <clears throat> the running back was there and he was a workhorse and he got all the he never had a bad season. Maybe a little bit less. Maybe they just took care of him, and put him in until he got his runs. But you never saw somebody who was a Hall of Famer all of a sudden, you know, barely make the squad. That just didn't happen. Now it happens all the time, you know. So you don't know who's going to happen. Then it's run, you know, running back by committee. And very rarely do you, know, do you hang a hat on one guy. So, I, you know, I, I think these guys run with less confidence because they don't really hit the hole like they used to. And 
it's, some of these guys, it's like, how is he not getting a hundred yards? You know, and, and that's what worries. And that's what worries me about this one that he's gonna that he's gonna go into a committee. That 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 Carry on Johnson, Jordan Howard, Kenneth Gainwell are going to be just annoying enough, where I'm going to want an Allen Robinson or a Terry McLaurin there. I, I and actually I like Najee Harris better than Miles Sanders. Uh, I was going to say the same thing. I like Najee. I, I would I would take yeah. Najee Harris there before I would take Miles Sanders. Yeah, he's going to be you know in the, in a Pittsburgh offense. You know I, I can't wait to see Najee Harris do his thing. And you know it's a you know we, a lot of like I said there's questions with Jalen Hurts and how that that offense is going to run. Um, Pittsburgh, you know what they do. You know we've we've been watching it for years, um, so you it. know that Najee Harris is going to eat, eat, eat. So yeah, I, I in that in that scenario, I, I would I would put Najee Harris above Miles Sanders. And, and, and you know the other thing that you know he looked great at the end of 2019 catching the ball. He ran some great routes, and you know he ran some. He lined up as a receiver and made some great catches last year. He took a step backward in the receiving game. Maybe put maybe the hamstring. He had a 53 percent catch rate. I mean that's just that's ridiculous. When you're getting those short catches, you got to be get you got to be getting those. I'm sorry, you you know yeah. you can't blame this all on Carson Wentz and and, uh, and yeah, that's and pretty bad. Jalen Hurts, 53 percent is yeah. You're catching half the balls that are thrown to you, and like you said, they're not throwing them bombs. They're not throwing them. You know, yeah. back shoulder stuff. These are like dink, dink and dunk. And if you're catching 53 percent, dump offs, dump offs. That doesn't bode well. No, 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 no. It's on no. All right. Well, another guy that we're looking at that uh, Melvin Gordon. He's going uh, number 55 pick, number five oh fifth round, six pick five oh five point oh six. There's some, you know, he had a decent season. Nine in 15 games, he had 986 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, not much of a threat in the passing game. Only 158 receiving yards and, and touchdown. There's some red flags here, pretty much. Uh, age yeah. 27, mainly the offense. <laughs> the offense, the quarterback, the overall. Who's the quarterback? Can I say quarterback? Kids Drew Locke. Drew Locke, right? <laughs> is it going to be Drew Locke? Who is, is it, it again? Teddy? Is it gonna be Teddy B? Your boy Teddy Beanie, primo, primo heck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's there's some red flags in that. Uh, and, and actually, this is kind of a preview for our La Llorona show, the guys that we're really scared of. Uh, but you know, he did get ten touchdowns last year. But uh, you know, again, he's on the older side, twenty seven. You know, the running backs they street, they tend to hit their peak 24, 25 years old. You know, twenty like twenty one to twenty five, they're they're at mm -hmm, their best, mm -hmm. and it's the last year of his contract. And then the other thing, Ryan O'Halloran from the Denver Post, uh, you know, he pointed out that Gordon was absent from minicamp. So Ooh. that is uh, that that never and, good. And add to it the fact that he got. He, he got popped for a DUI. He was right arrested, yeah, January. Yeah. So, and then they drafted Javante Williams in the second round. So. And they traded up to get him, which is. <laughs> see. Which, it's, which yeah, which 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 uh, kind of shows their hand a little bit. Like, you know what? We, we, we may want to start, you know, moving a little bit towards a different direction. A little bit. Going with the young guy, Javante Williams was one of the most hyped uh, running backs in the pre in the pre you know during the draft season, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know if, if you're going running back heavy early, are you are you know you look at Melvin Gordon at that point? I, I, you know I'm a little worried about what I'm gonna I'm, what I'm gonna grab with him, 
am I going to take a shot with him? And, uh, you know, and there are guys, you know, with Javante Williams there. I, Nico, how about you? Are you, are you, do you like him? Are you avoiding him? I, I, I like him, man. I mean, when he, he, got, man. When he was in LA, I like Call me him. crazy. No, when he was in LA, you saw what he could do. So it's there. Yeah, and, it is uh, there. And I just think that, I think if he has a shot, just, I didn't see any confidence. He just kind of tried to hit the hole. He wouldn't go through it. But I, I think if, if they have a couple games to get in a rhythm, because now they kind of come together. But uh, I just, you know, I think it'll be good. You know, Lindsay, more of a catch and run, you know, if you wanted to kind of do. Well, don't forget, Lindsay's in Texas, in, in oh, Houston now. Oh, sorry. Sorry. But, that's right. So who is who's his competition now? I mean, who who who? Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the rookie. You know, so he, there, there is that. Mm -hmm. He was the third pick, third running back picked in the draft. So yeah. I mean, there, there, you don't draft a guy to you know. That's one of the things that Ryan, Ryan O'Halloran pointed out. You don't draft a guy that high without the intent to use him. So me, exactly. I, I honestly, the way I look at this, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Nick Chubb's rookie year where Carlos Hyde was the starting running back early mm -hmm, in the season. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then probably about week seven or eight, they traded Carlos Hyde and gave the job to Nick Chubb, and he became a stud the rest of the way. Game I, over, I, yeah, game over. That, that could happen, or they might just choose. I, 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 You know what? I could see him being this year's Leonard Fournette. I oh. really could see him being the, the guy that gets pit, dropped at the end of draft, at the end of training camp. I really could see that happening. I don't know. I don't know. And where does he end, well, where does he end up? Uh, you know, it could, it could be uh, Atlanta. Yeah. So yeah. you never know. It could be Atlanta. Uh, there, you know, are they gonna are, are they gonna go the whole season with Mike Davis? Uh, there's possibilities. I mean, we'll 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 look at that. But I'm just saying he could be a guy that gets dropped at the end of, at at you know right around Labor Day, and then somebody else picks him. You know, and then and then uh, Javante Williams becomes. At the worst, the second round pick, because mm -hmm. here are the guy and and are you taking him again uh, ahead of Kenny Galladay, ahead of Deontay Johnson, ahead of Tyler Lockett? No way. You know, I'm, I'm, all I'm, those guys, all those guys, their ADP is later. T.J. Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts are later in their in their ADP. Yeah, you mean starting running back, you know, for a team, it's like more guaranteed than you know Lockett's going to have a great game. Like what? Three passes? What happened? You know, you know what you're gonna get. You know, nine points maybe. I like I like Zion. I like I, I like Deontay before I'm taking Melvin Gordon. Yeah, probably Galladay yeah. as well. I like those guys. I I agree with you, Nico, on Tyler Lockett because he was not he he had a lot of games where he was just not startable. But you had to start him because he would have those he had those yeah. two games where he had three touchdowns, mm -hmm. two hundred yards, and. Uh, Right. But you know, at that point, I'm thinking I want I want my running back early, and I don't want to rely on Melvin Gordon. I want to be grabbing these receivers instead of Melvin Gordon. I'm going to take my chances. I, I could because yeah. I really think Javante Williams is going to take over the job. I agree. I agree. Okay. So we have friends in Tampa. I hope they don't hate me because we got a, we got some guys on this list and TB twelve TB twelve. I got I put TB twelve on here. And, uh, you know, don't, don't, you know, everybody don't hate, don't hate, uh, you know, he's going in seventh round. He's going at 703. 
and number 77 pick. He was the QB nine last year. And uh, we know he just says no to the Super Bowl hangover. And no, these, he doesn't worry about that. The, the Super Bowl hangover, he's been in Super Bowls back-to-back. It doesn't, it, it, it's, it doesn't phase him. He had 40 touchdowns last year, second-highest total uh, after his 50 TD season in 2007. Three other times he had 36 to 39 touchdowns. So hey, he's tough. To me, the thing is, do, you know, he finished so well, and there's so much talk that Bruce Arian, that the that he did well in the Bruce Arians offense. So there's a lot to like here. I just worry about drafting a quarterback that high. And he is, you know, he he's right now, he right now he's going off as the quarterback. Let me see. Let me I'm looking at I'm nine, looking I think at it's ADP. Nine. I think I like well, he, he finished. Yeah, and he's going off. He's going off as the QB nine right now. Yeah, and so you know, I'm looking. You know, you you look at that. I mean, he finished last year as the QB nine. He's go, he's going as the QB nine now. Uh, you know, you taking him before Tannehill. You taking him before Matt Ryan. You taking him before right. Joe Burrow. Yeah. You know? Are you? Are you taking him Are before Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts is QB ten. Are you taking him before Jalen Hurts, knowing that Jalen Hurts is going to give you some passing numbers? He's also going to give you some rushing numbers. Whereas Tom Brady's rushing numbers is like negative per game. <laughs> you know, like when he takes the kneel down at the end of the game, he rushed for like negative four yards a game. What so, was it in the Super Bowl? What, what was it in the Super Bowl? His over under for yards rushing was like one point five yards. So yeah, it's crazy. And like I said, he takes the kneel down at the end, and it's you know each each kneel down is like minus three yards. So yep. <laughs> I lost, I lost. Uh, yeah, you did. Yes. That. You did lose that one. So, if you played you know, enough fantasy football, you either it's either happened to you or you've known someone that's lost, like by a point, whatever, because the QB takes out that loss, taking a knee, like negative yardage, and it's yeah, that's the worst. But, so I, but yeah, did. for sure. But to that point, there's a lot of some quarterbacks out there that are on the on the board that are going to put up some good rushing numbers, you know, and score. I think in, in that way, score more than Tom Brady. Well, there's going to be eight out of there were in the current ADP right now. Eight of the ten quarterbacks that are in the top ten are have that Konami code. They have that rushing mm-hmm. upside. Mm-hmm. Brady and Aaron Rodgers are not are not do not have that rushing upside. So, right. I, right. I, you know, and and I told you know I told myself that I would grab a quarter uh, running quarterback as much as I can. The quarterbacks mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, the to me the first quarterback I want to take that doesn't have rushing upside is Matthew Stafford. Who's going in the eighth round right now. But, right, but again, right. you know, I mean, do you grab in the seventh round, do you grab another running back or another receiver and then maybe wait and you grab someone like Stafford, Joe Burrow or Matt Ryan or, or Ryan Tannehill in the next couple rounds? I get Josh Allen on the first round, my first pick. <laughs> well, Josh Allen's going to be gone by this point. But I would, uh, you know, I, I have my eye on Tannehill. You know, Julio Jones is in the house. You know, with AJ Brown uh-huh. there, I, I have my eye on Tannehill. I like Matt Ryan still. Uh, and I like and Ryan Stafford Tannehill. Still. Ryan Tannehill has that ru- that sneaky rushing upside. Seven TDs last year. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I think you know, if we if we were doing a you know underrated show, Tannehill just he's. He's going at you know round nine where Brady's going seven. I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't know. Don't, if uh, would last that don't, long. Don't preview next week. Don't, don't preview next week's show. <laughs> to, to, uh, That's my pick. That's my pick. For, I'm for, right now, for, uh, for show the first week, first number two, one, two, and three weeks. 
we're going to have surprise numbers on quarterbacks. We, you know, you're, you're not even mentioning right now, and it's going to be somebody with 350, you know, passing yards. Like, what happened there? You know, so. Oh yeah. I think it's going to oh, be because yeah. you know, and again, if you remember, I mean, Tom Brady. Remember when the Tampa Bay? I mean, they were terrible. I would have loved to lay some money down on them to win the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady's calling on, you know, was it fourth down? He thought it was third down. You know, it's kind of like it seemed like he didn't even care. But um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I, he did that on gonna, purpose, man. That was all on purpose, man. So everyone would talk about it that yeah, he's losing his marbles, and then he goes and wins the Super Bowl. I do, I do, Smeo. Don't remind me about it. But you know what? Again, that's this. I think. <laughs> I think it's. The, I think it's Super Bowl hype that's making him go up there. And and we're going to talk about a couple other players in a, in a minute. But the next guy, if I would say that there is one quarterback that has been the most hyped going into the going, you know, during this offseason, it's been Jalen Hurts. Once they traded Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. it, it was Adios Mio. You know, it, it's Jalen Hurts is going to be the second coming of Lamar Jackson. And right. uh, and and obviously he was huge. His last three full games, obviously he didn't. Mm-hmm. We're not counting week week seventeen. Con permiso, eight hundred forty seven passing yards and two hundred thirty eight rushing yards. I mean that's significant. That is pretty significant. significant. Yeah, that's that's baller status right there. But are we really going to anoint him after three games? Well, you, you don't want to be the guy that misses. I, I, you know what I mean? I, I don't know right, if you want to exactly. be the guy that misses. You know, because if, if you're kind of like Josh Allen, like, dang, I, I could have had Josh Allen. Like, why didn't I take him? I think Jalen Hurts, maybe this year's Josh Allen. It's like, man, this guy has everything. We have some data that actually shows that the kind of numbers that he's capable of putting up. Are we going to skip him? You know, like we did with Josh Allen, you know? And because I, I think Jalen Hurts, to me, uh, you know, at round eight, I'd be comfortable taking him there, or maybe even sooner. I, I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts, man. I, I think he's going to do well. And I think part of it, too, is um, just the idea of, you know, you're, you're getting comparisons to Kyler Murray. You're getting comparisons to Lamar Jackson. And it's like Lamar Jackson won the MVP, you know? So it's like, is, is it that far? Is, that, is, it, is, it, is it so far-fetched to think that Jalen Hurts couldn't do something at least similar to what Lamar Jackson has done? Because we've seen – him, you know, flashes of greatness from Jalen Hurts. Like, dang, man, like, can this guy put together a whole season like this and and really make it happen? So I, I wouldn't want to wait or, or if I have an opportunity to fill in my lap at, a, at, at around this, this round, I don't know if I'd pass on. Yeah, I mean, there's certain cities where if you start playing well, I mean, the, the fans really kind of carry it. Chicago, Philly is that way. I mean, they live and breathe this stuff. And they, you know, the players know this. I mean, if, if any time – like, you know, the present because the players appreciate fans now because they've been sitting there playing games with no fans. And it's like, you know what? That sucked. And I appreciate the fans. And they're going to get pumped up by that stuff. I mean, so I, I think. And, uh, and you know what? And Philly is one of those towns. If you're great, they love you. If they're not great, you're going to know it because that that I mean that is one city that is, that turns on you if you're not great. So he's got all the pressure on him. He's been mm-hmm. a stud in two uh, two high profile teams, both with Alabama, 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 right? Yeah. And Oklahoma, Alabama and Oklahoma. Yeah. So he was he was a Heisman Trophy candidate with Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I look at him and there's I. Uh, you know, I he like it. Fold. I just he doesn't fall under pressure, not at all. I just worry about all. You know, I 
you know, I did, pick, I have picked him a couple times in some uh, best ball drafts and some mock drafts uh, to see where he is. Uh, because again, he has that rushing upside that puts him up there with Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. There saying. were a couple of times he looked like those guys. I just want, uh, I, I'd like a little bit better completion rate. Uh, you know, 52% last year, Josh Allen jumped up last year. So I'm almost sorry. Uh, the thing that I look at, uh, there are guys that are going after him, Stafford, Burrow, Tannehill are going after him, uh, you know, and players that are going in that eighth round are Will Fuller, Jerry Judy, Hunter Henry, uh, for those people who miss out on the top three uh, tight ends. So that, that, that to me is another one, another possibility. Uh, that that to mm -hmm. me is kind of like thinking, you know, wait on him and then grab one of the other quarterbacks later. But again, this is a guy. This is a guy. If the hype, if he comes through on the hype, he's going to reward people, and he may be. That's what I'm saying. Top. If you take a risk, risk reward, baby, risk reward. That yeah. you know, that there's there's that one point of your of your draft that you're like, damn, should I, should yep. I just do it? Should I do it? You know, if if I if you know if I fall flat on my face, I'm screwed. But if this pans out. I could win a championship, so you know it, it, this could be that guy. Yeah, he may, it's, he, nice he, have, it's nice to have two good quarterbacks because of the schedule. I mean, I think now, and I didn't really play the defenses that much before, but now I, I, I did this year, and it really helped out. You know, I I said, "There's who's going to play." Yeah, yeah. You know, if you have two. You don't have the great quarterback, but you have two good quarterbacks that you can switch back and forth. Right, right. I, I saw mm -hmm. more last year than I've ever seen it before, and it worked out for a lot of people. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, primo, yeah, yeah, you won because of Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and David. Okay? <laughs> mind, man. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. Beautiful mind, I know, I know. Okay, all right, all right, Russell Crow, uh, pinche Russell Crow. <laughs> and my so the next coffee, it's always helpful. <laughs> so the next guy that we got on the list, CD Lamb, and D D Dallas fans, don't hate on me, don't hate, uh, because. He's going in the fourth round, wow. and people—I I know people love him. He's going right after Amari Cooper, mm -hmm. so he's going two picks after Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper had uh, almost 200 yards more receiving last year, and almost 20 more receptions. So then, so is, what's, what's, yeah, I, I, it, it's there's pretty there's a pretty big gap there, you know is. You know, well, and for them to be right next to each other, right? Is CD Lamb does CD Lamb make up the difference? Does mm. he does that? That's the thing. Does he make? Does he end up closing the gap because he's the second year? You know, grows into his body a little bit more, grows right. more comfortable. But I mean, am I take? I mean, are we taking him in the fourth round really ahead of some guys like Robert Woods, Chris Godwin, Godwin, Godwin uh, I, Adam Thielen? Cooper Cup, no, Mark Andrews, and Cooper Mark Cup, Andrews? yeah, just those three right there: Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup. I would take all three of those guys before I would take Ceedee Lamb. Because I think, yeah, because Dak is back. Wasn't um, didn't Dak have some some uh, rapport with Amari Cooper? Didn't they connect? You know, uh, you know, a couple oh, yeah. times before Dak. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Is that I think Dak and Amari have a little more chemistry there, and you know, and to assume that Ceedee Lamb could just kind of pop in there and you know, and get that kind of production. Uh, I, don't, I, I'm, I, don't, I haven't bought into that idea yet, but, you know, Godwin is, you know, he's, you know, we know, you know what he's going to do. You know what Thielen's going to do. You know what Cup's going to do. 
you know, especially on, on the Rams' new, you know, new offense, the new quarterback. I think Cup is going to have a phenomenal year. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, in that regard, CD Lamb is he should he should be I think a little bit lower. The one thing he did have a uh, good rapport with Dak Prescott in the in the game in the first five games before while Prescott was healthy, and you know he mm-hmm. had he had 433 re- uh, receiving yards and two touchdowns two times he went over 100 yards and okay, so twice. i averaged it out over 17 games if he had if he did for, you know averaging out the 433 yards over 17 games that's 1472 yards that would be huge uh but i don't know if he is he going to hit that you still there's a lot of mouths to feed on this team you yeah got, you you got obviously you got Amari Cooper. You and have Zeke's got, the passing game too, right? Isn't Zeke part of the passing game too? Zeke Zeke is part of the passing game. Nico, you hate you hate the Cowboys as much as anybody, but uh, as much as Ricky, I, <laughs> is, this is no one hates the Cowboys as much as Ricky. I don't I don't I don't know who no one in the family at least. But and you know, is he gonna be the is. is I just I, I don't know if I I like him enough to take him ahead of those guys. I I'm almost willing to be wrong on him. Yeah, I, I think uh, Lamb was going to be led out to slaughter. So he's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, yeah. makes him beat it. Makes him beat it. Makes Exactly. Let's get some beer. Ah, uh, you got me hungry. You got me hungry. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I I I do like the bounce back possibilities for Dak Prescott this year. And I think he'll be big, and I think Lamb will have a good year. I just don't think he's going to have 1,400 yards, and I think he's going to be – I think he's still going to be the number two guy in this offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll still have 1,000 to 1,100 yards, I think, and because uh, I think Michael Gallup will still be an issue in, in this one. And uh, obviously Blake Jarwin's coming back, and he's going to be – so, again, it's that mouse to feed, all those mouths to feed. I, I Again, hoping for good good health for uh, Dak Prescott, number one, and that'll – That'll get through it. So our last guy is actually two. Ronald Jones. And this is going to be interesting. These guys are so close in ADP right now. Ronald Jones is going at number 68 overall pick, 608. And you've got Leonard Fournette, number 72, as the 6.12. And this is a team that had 617 pass attempts with El Señor Tom Brady. Tom. Uh, and 360, three, yeah, Tomas Brady, uh, and 369 rushing attempts uh, as a team. I, I, I'm just wondering if getting these guys in the sixth round, uh, and both of them are going in the sixth round. It's always interesting that guys are, you know, guys from same team are going in the same round. Do you look at? I just, I don't know if I'm. I'm trusting either of these guys. I mean, Fournette. So what does that mean, that- though? So, so I guess that begs the question, what does it really mean when two guys are going, you know, this close together at ADP? And it, the, do you think part of it is that there's just like, a, you know, there's just this, this big, this great unknown that it's going to be either or. So people are taking them here because it's got to it's gotta be one of them. One of them is going to be the guy and one of them is going to kind of maybe fall off, you know? So it, it I don't know. It, it's... It's going to be running back by committee, and it's a it's a throwing throw first offense, right? You mean look at look at the weapons that you have. Is Gronk coming back? Is he? Is he still yes, he's there? back. He's back. Yeah, see, so you know, Tom Brady's best buddy Gronk is going to be catching passes, and you got Godwin, and you got Mike Evans, and and then you have the running game kind of secondary. And Tom Brady's is there to throw. You know, he's there. He can. You saw what he did in the Super Bowl. He just sat back there and 
you know, checked his watch and, you know, he's, you know, check, you know, he, you know, check, check the wind, you know, back, back there. And he was completely protected by his line. So, you know, All so, day. you know, that, that, that's, you know, pass first, pass heavy, get, get the scores at the end of the game, run the clock. In, you know, so, I mean, that's kind of what I see as the philosophy for those games that are going to be blowouts. Tom Brady's just going to be chucking the ball all over the place. He's still good at it. He can still do it. The Super Bowl clearly showed last season, clearly showed the guy could still sling it. And with his with an offensive line like he has, he's just going to keep doing it. He, I'm sure he wants to get all the, you know, the accolades and just be known. Now, he's already the GOAT, but – if you're Tom Brady, like, why not just pad your numbers so that if you're so that you're like Joe DiMaggio, you know, hitting streak numbers? It's like unattainable. Like, you just can never catch him. So he might be, you know, looking to do that. And you got to remember, though. I mean, Tampa Bay when they first started last season, they were under 500. They weren't doing well, and not until the running back started to kind of get, you know, a couple hundred yards, did they start to win. You know, and then all of a sudden they had a full game, and that's why Tom had time to throw because you know they can even dump off a little bit here and there. But uh, yeah, Tampa Bay sucked at first, but uh, you know, I like Fournette. You know, I look back. You know, back when he was in college, he's like he. Sometimes yeah, he's a beast. He's a big boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. They got to remember what they were like before because it's a wake up call. You know, all of a sudden I'm trying to cut the line in Vegas to get into the big clubs. There's some big guy there. I was like, oh, there's no big guys before. I can't get into the club. Sure, I'm old and then, you know overweight, but they're still used <laughs> to be able to get in. But anyway. I think he ran into a bunch of bouncers when it came to pros. He wasn't, they weren't able to run. So I think every running back goes through that. And so, but then they figured well, out. To me, the, so I'm looking at the guy, the players that are going in that range. You know, you're looking at the running backs, Travis Etienne and Damian Harris. Damian Harris, I like him a lot as a sleeper. Receivers, T. Higgins, DJ Chark, and one guy I love this season in, the, in this range, Chase Claypool. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, that to me, the thing is, I want one of those guys. I, I'm taking Chase Claypool all day over either of these all guys. Day. All day. All day. I, I, I don't know. Damelo, 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 and I'll take my championship. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is going in this point. I, you know, obviously, we'll know by the time we're drafting what he's doing, but I, I think he's going. That to me, I think this is kind of like the Super Bowl winner premium. I think people, I think people saw these guys late, and people, you know, kind of like a little more casual drafters are, you know, the recency bias that we hear so much about with recency bias. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's that's at play here. So for sure, I, for sure. That's why I'm passing on these guys. I don't. Yeah, I, me too. I don't know. Like I said, I'll let, I, in, my, I'll let Nick, in my opinion, pass pass first, run later. I, I think that's going to be the, I'll let, the Bucks philosophy. I'll let Nico. I'll let Nico take them. I'll, I'll Nico. I'll let Nico <laughs> take both of them. <laughs> well, I, I was going to take them, but I, I've seen the show now, so now I know. You know, <laughs> beautiful. Now that you saw it, now that you saw now that you saw the show, you know what you're going to do, and you shouldn't do that. <laughs> now, now you know. Now you know. Now you know and, what and, you're going to do. Exactly. And everybody, we also know eso es todo for our show. For our show. Uh, thanks again to Anchor for being our hosting network and making sure our independent podcast gets out into the familia community. Please make sure to subscribe. Please make sure you subscribe on our YouTube channel. We're also on Periscope TV today, so uh, hopefully you give us uh, give us some love there. Uh, please make sure to subscribe, leave us a review, where and get your podcast find review. Ah, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure to find original content at FamiliaFFB.com. And remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FamiliaFFB. Hector, where are they finding you, primo? At what the heck, two T's. 
Nico, I still want to see your Nico Las Vegas uh, Twitter handle come out from somewhere. You can find Jorge Martin17. And don't forget our Familia FFB Facebook page. Gracias, primos, otra vez. You know what? It's, uh, it's, oh, it's, again, great reminder. There's nothing like Familia. There is exactly. nothing like Familia. Looking forward to a lot more times uh, getting together this summer. And uh, because remember, everybody, todos somos Familia. Adiós, amigos. Salud. Salud.